0: Lady
1: Ada, what is this? Hey,
2: everybody, and welcome to a show and tell. This is the Adafruit Show and Tell coming at you every Wednesday, 7 30 p.m. for a full hour. We're going to go around, check out what people in the Adafruit community are doing, and also around the world. Now, anybody's welcome to join in. It's free, and you will get eventually a sticker that we'll send you. Uh, it's all here on StreamYard. Yeah,
1: I'll um, mention this. This is the first time since the pandemic started, you know, back in March, where we can say all orders are shipping just as fast as they used to. Yes, Um, So we are minutes away, I think, from being able to get back to stickers because we were prioritizing first COVID-related and then expedited orders, PPE, to different regions of the country. But now we're fully uh, stocked, uh, fully staffed, and it's, uh, Safe and smart, staggered chips around around the yep, clock. Yep. And so now we've been able to remove the warning, like, hey, it may take a couple of days. So we're we're back. So please uh, continue to support Adafruit. And um, you know, it keeps us going. We're here, we're surviving. We're there, um, yeah. and so let's uh, kick it off okay. with um, our partner
2: Kevin. and friend
1: and more, Kevin from DigiKey.
2: Hey Kevin Hey
3: everybody, Hi. how's everyone doing today? Good. Yes, we're doing good. Good. You guys have a, a, a big unboxing tonight, I heard. We do. There there is. And
1: also special thanks to DigiKey who's supported AdaBox. Um, I'll say this our like you know, four thousand plus people were very patient. We gave them updates on what was happening, and a lot of people are gonna be making with DigiKey tonight at eight p.m. with John
3: Park. And thank you, DigiKey, for helping fuel AdaBox. Um, not only now, but the In the future, yeah, and, and thank you for letting us be a part of it. The AdaBox has been great for us. We love to be a part of it. Anytime we can get hardware into people's hands, it's a win-win for everybody.
2: And I, you know what I love? If everyone that is getting it now—it's so—it's like everyone's so positive. Yeah, like everyone is like, "Hey, we know this took a long time to get to us, but it's totally cool. This is great timing. I really needed something to take my mind off of I, like I, Earth."
1: Yeah, I think it's also like okay if AdaBox is shipping, then there's hope that it's like, you know, it's like things there, are coming back. Yeah, it's like think, there's there's possibilities. And I think that's what a lot of us need is like, okay, like we got a shot. We just gotta like be good to each
3: other and like be smart and like we could do this and this is a way to do it. Yeah, it's like now, now what's next? What's the next thing that's gonna come back? I know uh, we had a, a good July in sales, so we can feel that things are yeah. starting, I wouldn't say normal, but starting to make a change. Yeah. Because yeah, and you know, we'll do our um, uh, Ada News
1: Network news. It looks beep, like beep, beep, beep. it looks like for us as well. July is going to be one of our uh, best months of the year because the demand is there, and we're recovering, and people really wanted our stuff. So, so yeah. far, so good. We just like
3: we just did a meeting with our team. I'm like, hold on tight. You know, we got to get through it. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the unboxing with John Park tonight. I definitely yeah. going to be a part of it. I have my Ada box is sitting right over here, so uh, it's going to be cool. I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, it
1: might be a surprise. I'm not going to give you a clue on what it is, though.
3: But speaking of, <laughs> but speaking of clue, what are you thinking? of clue I know a couple of weeks ago I mentioned I wanted to make a large format clue. Like I know John Park has made a uh, Metro board in the past. We've made a Circuit Playground. So I wanted to try it. I don't know that it's going to be to the level of John Park or Smooth Technology that made the large Circuit Playground. But I've been kind of messing around with uh, making a clue. So here's my clue. It's just yeah. made one. Obviously, it's going to be red and not white. I created out of a half-inch clear plexiglass, so eventually I would like it to glow after I drill all the holes and put all the images on it and get everything working. Wow. I have 3D printed buttons. It, yeah. it, I know it's really hard to see. It's really dark down here. No,
2: deep. I can see that they got a little dent in them too. It's like-
3: yeah, it's got the little, I'm gonna make a red, uh, red front for it so it looks like a button. <laughs> and then I have a power supply to drive all these LEDs. I got these running on Adafruit's um, demo code today, which really bright. Yeah. I'm excited that, okay, I got it working. Now let's get some images into it. So this is my large Clue. Um, the LEDs are running off a of Feather NRF52840, which is a great device. I thought about running it off a of Clue, but I needed a little bit more horsepower, so I went with that. And I want to do some other things with it as well.
2: All right, looks great.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I, in. I'll give you another update in a couple of weeks or whenever oh. I'm on next. But it's a uh, it's fun to work on these kind of projects, especially sitting at home, away from people. You know, I've,
2: unless you make one.
3: And um, what point. people don't know, that's actually um,
1: a regular size clue. Um, Digikey is able to shrink down things. So uh, that's that's a actual, this that's time. an actual size clue. That's a mini Kevin. Yeah, that's true you know, I didn't want to give away. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. We'll see you next week. And again, thank you so much for your partnership, your friendship with, uh, helping us out at Adafruit over the last few months. And hopefully we'll all try to recover together. sounds like DigiKey is on the mend.
3: Um, sales are going good. Same over here at Adafruit. So thanks for helping us make that happen. Yeah. I think things are all going the right direction. It's great to see everybody. And, I look forward to see what's next on Show and Tell and the unboxing tonight with JP. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Okay, right on.
1: Thank you so Bye. much, Kevin. Okay,
3: it's Ada for peeps, and then we're gonna get to
1: the rest of the community and more out there. First up, Trevor, you have an app that you've been working on.
4: Hey, hey, yeah. So I've been working on a pedometer app. So uh, last week, uh, well, the last time I was on Show and Tell. I had a pedometer app. And this is how it looked. This was last week, let me show that right now. Boom, so this was last week, you know, it's pretty cool. It had like a little animation thing going on,
1: it's but- Very corporate. This looks like, cool, <laughs> cool. welcome <laughs> to your wellness program. We need to yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> very, it's very Microsoft blue LinkedIn, I'm walking around.
4: Oh yeah, so, yeah. Um, so decided to make it a bit more interesting and turn it into like a Tamagotchi style pedometer app where you have a little like a little digital plant that you have you have to walk in order to water it. If you don't water it, it's literally gonna show, show an image that says, uh gone to find love. You should have walked and you know yeah, you, yeah, you know no one, wants to,
1: no one wants to kill the virtual plant. I think a lot of people <laughs> they love the idea of having a house plant, but they're just scared they're you know they're going to be responsible for this thing. So a digital version might be, you know, a good thing. Oh, yeah. And people should probably walk a little bit more. So this That's thing, right, will, right. this thing will it'll grow as you well? as you as you walk.
4: Is that Oh how yeah. It? So it so uh, you can you water it when you walk, and if you there it is. Oh, so make like a little mean. Boom! So see, I walked today. I did my four thousand steps. So, uh, so yeah, my plant was watered, and being that I watered it for uh, about a couple of days now, it actually like evolves into a seedling. Oh yeah! Boom. Check it out. So yeah, so uh, so yeah, that's it. It's a nice, healthy seedling. Yeah, I'm going to continue to I walk. That's <laughs> yeah. I- little eyes, little, Yeah.
2: it looks at you like, why haven't you walked? I'm dying. <laughs> All right. Okay, so it's grown up.
4: There it is. Uh, There's still one more stage, but you know, I have to do a bit more walking. Yeah, but that's that's it. Okay. Cool. All right.
1: Outstanding. And this was part of the um, latest, like, Apple dev stuff that you've been picking up, right? Yeah.
4: So this was all done in Swift UI. Um, You know, super, still super new language. Still, mm, I'm guessing it's going to change soon, but. It's very awesome. Uh, hopefully they do like an AR, an, like cool AR update soon. Imagine having like a little ceiling AR thing that you can like uh-huh. watch grow in yeah. real life. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Cool. But, yeah. All right, uh, well, very cool. And
1: uh, come back and show some more updates as you uh, skill up with Swift and more.
4: we Will do.
1: All right. See you around. Peace. Next up, uh, Melissa. Melissa, what you got going on this week? I have a little demo
5: running with a library I'm working on developing called matrix portal. And it's, uh, this one's just showing it for my YouTube channel, like the number of views and subscribers. And it's actually really easy to do. Uh, basically what I did is I told it, like, get this, get the subscriber. Well, it grabs all the data and then it has a, f- a field for the subscribers and a field for the viewers and it just kind of swaps between showing them and scrolling them onto the screens. Mm.
2: It's nice scrolling action there. Thanks. That's good.
5: And now it's like downloading like an update here and then it'll continue in just a second, so.
2: Okay. All right, so you need more subscribers. All right, folks, go. I do. Get it to 1,000. I need about
5: five more there. That's That's
2: right. Or or five or (laughs) 352 or whatever.
1: Yeah. What's cool is this is, you know, the, we uh we got one of the silver play buttons back when right? I yeah. don't think we hit 100,000 or something like that. Um that's cool, but you know, eventually YouTube is gonna have to upgrade and probably this have something you, yeah. like this. So this will be the, the 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 button that you get because once you get that once, then you could just have it keep updating. So all right, very cool. Well, thank all you so much, Melissa. Week, Melissa
2: coming soon. Yeah to Circuit Python see library you next you.
1: week. Maybe and more. All right. Next up is Jeff. Hello, Jeff. What you got going on this week,
6: Jeff?
7: Hello there. Uh, so I was going to show off. Uh, I well, you can you can go to the camera. All right. Yeah. This is my uh, little three D printed knob. Uh, nothing hiding down here. Maybe just uh, something special. And mm. when you put it on, it mm. becomes a jog wheel.
2: Wow! Magical. Yeah. How's that possible?
7: So I'm, uh, so I'm using. An Adafruit Feather Sense, and uh, right about uh, let's see, is it this guy here? Is yeah. the magnetometer? Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. So when
7: when you put your magnet in the wheel, then you know it becomes the governing north pole.
1: Yeah.
7: And you can read the direction with just a little bit of arithmetic, and then with uh, the hid library of Circuit Python, you turn that into wheel scroll events, and um, yeah, it was a couple of 3D prints that I designed and put together and fun little project. And I'm going to post the code on a gist. Um, the 3D printed parts are a little finicky because every magnet is different. And you need to kind of be at that sweet spot where you don't overwhelm the magnetometer, but you do overwhelm anything else around you that is kind of creating a magnetic field. So, you know, up here, it doesn't work. You've got to... Whoa, get it to just the right distance for it to work. So um, kind of turning it into a manufacturable item, especially if it's like your finest uh, neodymium magnet from eBay is a little bit of a puzzle, but uh, it was fun and you know, it works. You just have to change the geometry until you're happy with it and it's a rainbow. Yeah, this
1: is really neat. And I think it'll um, help unlock um, a lot of other projects. Like this is a neat ambient thing like you can see it and understand something's happening Mm -hmm. and then you can dig into it and then anyone can make this. This is normally something that you would see in a science fiction movie where the character would have a necklace and they put it (laughs) up to the wall and they turn it and then things happen. So I think it's going to be a really good jumping off project for folks.
7: Yeah. And I I just love the fact that you take the knob off and, you know, I'll probably conceal this under some, uh, some putty or something. So it's not so obvious, but you know, it's just two things and when you put them together it does something and that is is fun
1: yeah it'd be neat people make like cool puzzle boxes and like you have to like turn it on the side or you have Mm -hmm. to like do something that can make an electronic yeah yeah yeah
2: puzzle boxes people love
1: magnets yeah yeah they're great all right Very cool. okay nice nice knob
2: yeah yeah see you next time good science i learned a lot
1: Okay, All right. get, uh, Let's get rid of
2: the next step. No, Pedro. Know, Pedro, what
1: you got going on this
8: week? Hey, hey, what's up, folks? Can you hear us okay? Yep.
1: Yeah, this is like Toys from the Future Edition. It's like, okay, let me, uh, uh, it's your identity. Uh, this, you play. Uh, my nice. magnetic knob, and now it's uh, this yeah, is a cat yeah, toy yeah.
6: for people, it looks
1: like. Yeah, yeah, so
9: this is inspired by one of those retro arcade games. I don't remember seeing these in like the Chuck E. Cheese, but my son was able to remember this. So, it, the goal of the game is to have this LED light. Run around the strip, and as it gets over to the target points, kind of blown out here, but there's three mm-hmm. target points. Is when you get into that area, you hit the button, and hey, I got it!
8: <laughs> cool. Okay. And it advances and changes colors as you uh, it level gets up. A
9: lot faster and a lot more frustrating, yeah. <laughs> a lot more challenging. <laughs> Super fun yeah. to have, you
1: know?
6: Yeah,
8: we were playing it before, so yeah. It's
9: yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so yeah. okay,
6: this is a collab project,
8: of course.
6: Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 it's so
8: hard. And, yeah, it's good.
2: Okay, cool. So, look, sorry,
9: so yep, project the uh, Liz Clark, uh, all written on Circuit Python. She's using the um, LED animation library, so it's cool stuff. Uh, Snap together, 3D printed part. Um, what else we got? On it's it? using
8: the Feather, so we got the little 420 milliamp battery inside the case, and that's that we can recharge the battery over USB. And it's all done in Circuit Python. I think you mentioned. Yep. This looks
2: Excellent. super fun.
8: I know, so we to
9: talk about it with it's, playing it's it. Fun. It's like right. it's
2: more addictive than you think. You're just like, oh, it's a very simple game, but actually, yeah. it's of
9: cool. Yeah, yeah, so of course, because, you know,
8: Pandan and everything, Chuck E. Cheese closed, so we'll never be able to play this again, so <laughs> you can build
2: your own. Yeah. <laughs> What's called cool yeah. is it
8: scalable. If folks wanted to make a bigger version of this, yeah. um, you could you just... You
2: pay 25 cents or 50 cents, it's free.
8: Yeah. that's uh, <sighs> Oh, yeah, you kind can
1: We Work on advanced platform. versions and have multiple ones, and you can have it like you know, my Just first starting price or something like that. Yeah, awesome. there's plenty of room to add like speakers and everything,
8: right? It could be adapted to other NeoPixels. Maybe the rings would look really cool. With the dots, yeah, yeah, with the dots.
9: So, uh, we want to bleed into some stuff that we're that Noah's prototyping.
8: Um, yeah, so uh, we're, we're working on some solenoid stuff. So, I uh, printed some mounts for this little 12 volt solenoid. And we have some linkage here to do a little bit of mallet Mm -hmm. action. So what we're going to try to do is, of course, we could play this this symbol here that we have, but why not try to play the game? (laughs)
1: You oh, are just remaking Chucky E. Cheese, like right? Kind of on together.
8: Together. Oh yeah! I still work. got, I still got. <laughs> so it's running MIDI, and I'm, um, I'm just hitting my keyboard here. Oh, yeah, all right, I gotta, I gotta line up the camera right already. And Yeah, I will probably get it. Yeah. Go, no! I hit
1: the wrong button.
8: Oh, uh, <laughs> I have to have Logic open, so okay. there's still uh, some work to do there, but <laughs> this
6: works. <though.
2: laughs> yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah.
8: So we'll do that for next week. Yeah.
9: We'll- <laughs>
2: Next week. I like the little symbol. That's cool. Yay.
9: Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So again, three to hang out. We spent a whole hour talking about all of this. So definitely check that out. We have all the STLs, all the step files, all the Eagle CAD files available too. you. You can sure. download all those on the learn system.
8: Yay. Cool project. Thank you Thanks. so much. Pleasure. Thanks. All
0: right. Okay. Colin, you're up next. Hey, hey Colin, what you got going hey. on? Uh, I was here a while back, I think. And I talked about a toy from the past. Perhaps you might consider after these beautiful things, uh, a tiny mechanical keyboard that only writes vote or perhaps veto or or yeah. When when
1: people say you know I really want to start using Twitter, maybe this is the first keyboard they get issued.
0: Maybe they get this is a training training wheels keyboard first. It, it's sort of an answer all. It's a good reply all to any heated debate right yeah. now. You
1: can just, just vote. Yeah, so I think that might very be- applicable.
0: It's either it's gonna personal. solve
1: the problems or cause more problems.
0: Right, and uh, so now, uh, so that everyone can utilize such a you know tool for humanity, uh, there is a guide now available on the Adafruit learning system on how to build your own. Uh, so you should go check that out. And beyond that, you could use it for, for things beyond typing, of course, because it is running Circuit Python on a trinket M0. Me, me. And, and you could even make music, perhaps.
1: <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people don't know Colin was commissioned to make the next video for the Lincoln Project. So that's that's it. That's world familiar right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was easy. We're going soft now. We're taking a turn. Yeah.
1: All right. All right.
0: Nice work, Colin.
1: All right. Excellent. And just on a serious note, everyone, um, Adafruit does uh, paid day off for voting. We decided to do this years back. Um, if you work at a company, email um, the folks who are in charge of things like that. If you need help, email me. And I'll help you with that email because it's something that a lot of the rest of the world does. Um, There's still plenty of time. There's 98 days left. It's really hard for some people to get out and vote. There's poll workers that um, each city and state's gonna need. Um, It's one of the things that we get to do in a society. So if you need any help, ptdatafruit.com, but uh, 98 days. So um, make the keyboard, but also- um, Make your voice heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're if you're working, ask your employer what would it take. One of the approaches that um, I've helped up folks with is just say, hey, what it would take. And sometimes companies are like, well, you know what it'll take is we have this goal that we want to have, or we have to like just rearrange schedules so everyone can do it. Um, usually there's a solution, um, so don't be scared to ask um, in a good way because a lot of times there's good results. So, mm-hmm. anyhow,
0: make it the oh. new real.
1: Okay, thank you so much, Colin. Thanks, Colin. Thank you, guys. All right. Next up, let's go to Paint Your Dragon. Paint Dragon. Hello. How's it going? Uh, good. I'm gonna switch
10: cameras. I have an update on something from a couple weeks ago. Come on, camera. You can do it. There we go. Hey. Okay. Um, I showed this a couple weeks ago. It's um, uh, these little OV7670 cameras that are like super cheap. Um, people use them in Arduino projects, but typically you get like three to five frames a second out of it. And now we have this you know, this, this arm microcontroller, uh, anyway, it's doing really fast, like 30 frames a second video out of the camera to the, uh, TFT display, you know, yeah. real time stuff, uh, which is, I showed before, but the important thing is there's now there's a library is now, uh, available for it in the Arduino li- license library manager. I'm tired. Um, there's a learning system guide and blogged about it. So, uh, info's there. And at the moment, it just kind of does camera to TFT at the moment of not doing any processing on the image yet. But that's kind of the next uh, the next step with this. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's all live. But um, kind of a fun aside with it uh, is I have another another version here on another shield. Uh, this this camera is it, it's a little bit chonky. You know, it's it's a, it's a big thick thing. Um, yes. There's a tiny version that I found. I don't even know if you can see it there, yeah. but um, it is it is software compatible with you know the the all the same commands and everything. It was practically a drop in replacement. Um, so here it's on a carrier board right now. It's actually the, the camera itself is this little tiny thing. It's barely bigger than a Neopixel. Um, so I don't know where that's going, but it's interesting. It might fit on a on a feather wing or something. Yeah, uh, that's what I got going on. It's all it's all Grand Central based right now, but uh,
1: we'll see where it where it goes. So nice. That's me. Thank you so much, Paint Your Dragon. You bet. See you next week and more next up. Let's go to
2: Lucian. Lucian, hello. Hey. How's how's going? Hey. How's
11: it going, folks? Good. Um. Yeah. So this week, uh, this is something that I was working on over the weekend. Um, this is uh, a board that was made by uh, Joey. Uh, the Open Book uh, from other specific objects, um, which nor- normally is an open source ebook with this e-paper screen, um, but I've reprogrammed it to uh, using his uh, Babel library, which is this really cool library that puts um, all of Unicode or a, a lot of Unicode characters on a little NOR flash chip, uh, so that you don't have to fit them onto uh, one of the CircuitPython drives, which is which is a tight fit. So um, it basically gives you a bunch of international font support. And I was like, well, I'm trying to learn, you know, uh, different languages. I know a lot of people are trying to learn different languages. I'm going to try and make a little language learning f- uh, um, flashcard app. So that's what this is. Hopefully it, it uh, I put in just a bunch of random uh, verbs. So hopefully it doesn't spit out anything embarrassing, but... Uh, this is basically a way to translate your, um, what, you know, whether you can remember what the, what to say for one of these or uh, what the kanji mean or whatever. This oh, is right. Japanese, um, so you can practice. So the the system under this basically assembles sentences based on any verb, any noun, and then you put in a little tag, and it'll replace that with any given uh entry for that category right so i've got a category for past tense you know personal actions like saying or you know crossed or went to work um and i've got some nouns for people uh i've got some some adjectives japanese is kind of a really big pain in the butt uh language for conjugation it's really important to practice a lot of conjugation um, so this is a really good way to like, okay, I'm really bad at past tense adjectives in Japanese. I'm gonna make a little card that needs, uh, that's just gonna spit out like a whole bunch of combinations of every different kind of conjugation for, you know, this kind of adjective in Japanese. And it's gonna basically give you, it's gonna auto-generate, you know, you could auto-generate as many words as you've got, uh, as many cards as you've got words that you download offline into an XML file and run through some of the little helper. Utility cool. So, um, so yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of expand the whole thing with a, a big tag system so that you can, you know, practice words that you're, if you see a word that you're like, wow, I really had a really hard time with that. I'm going to do a whole deck that's just around that word in every kind of context, the system can pick up and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, hopefully, and it's all on e-paper, so um, you can. Do it, and it won't keep you up.
1: Yeah, um, funny side note. So um, we're friends with Joey. Uh, we were going to film together with Hackaday on site because Joey won the Hackaday prize, um, or sorry, it was the uh, feather contest. Right. Yeah. On
2: Hackaday.
1: On Hackaday.
11: He um, earned it. This thing is awesome.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. It was like I
2: was like, there's only and really so,
0: one winner. <laughs> and so we,
1: had, we had to They're all good though. We had to press pause on that. Uh, then he just recently returned to New York. Just got through his 14-day quarantine. We gave Joey a guest account on the Adafruit blog because we said, well, let's just keep this conversation going no matter what. And then this weekend, I'm gonna s- see him at a park, and we're gonna stay six feet apart and wear masks and all that stuff. But we're going to be able to um, talk about this project because it's an electronics project and it's e ink and it's outside because I wanted to see it in person. And, like, you know, I was going to do a little uh, outside video together. So, um, you know, technology finds a way. Um, yep. So, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, maybe there'll be an update next week. Um, but super cool project. And just, um, it's one of the ones that when you see it, it's just, it brings delight because it's, uh, yeah, it's it,
11: been, it just show it off again. He's got all the documentation. Yeah. The, yeah, la- the
6: label okay. is it's what so it cool. is. So
11: cool. And also, just shout out to Joey. I was having some trouble getting this set up on the Featherwing, um, just in terms of some little technical stuff that we needed to figure out. And he stayed up really late last night, uh, helping me out. And we we found a bunch of uh, little, not really bugs, but just nitpicks and things. And he was super nice. helpful. So um, great guy, great board.
6: Awesome.
11: Just
1: yeah. Really and you know, one last thing when um, I remember the day, the moment when Lady Ada came up with. I remember when we came up with the name. You know, you never imagine what's gonna happen with these things. And we never thought in a million years that like there'd be an ink reader that's, you know, basically a feather I mean, We didn't have feather wings in mind when we came up with feather. But it's so cool to see this because it's um, obviously this is something that's open um, and it encourage openness and it encourages people to share. So boy, what a neat thing that, you know, combines all those in, in one, one physical object a oddly specific object, I think, is the name of the It
2: is oddly specific.
1: The, the entity. All right. Well, thank you so much. I see it. All
2: right.
1: Next up, Liz, you had a bunch of projects or your fingerprints were on them, code that is, this week. What do you got going on?
12: So I did code up that. Um, fun game with the Rose brothers, been coding a lot of games recently. So it's been a good escape from these trying times. Um, I'm gonna share my screen. Um, The things I'm showing up, unfortunately, aren't really an escape from these trying times, um, but kind of to help out. I work at a school and um, you know, they're trying to get people back to school and that involves having Zoom in the classrooms. Uh, And one thing I'm on the AV team. And uh, one thing was they were saying, we're gonna have to break down all the equipment every day and set it back up. And I was like, that's not really sustainable. Uh, So I 3D printed this lock um, that uses a standard laptop lock. And then it's gonna latch onto the tripod that we have the webcams on and lock in the cable for the webcam. So then we'll be able to lock it to the podiums in the rooms and everything can stay up. Um, it's based on this original design uh, by a Thingiverse user uh, that's just for the cable. Uh, so I just expanded it out to the podium and then I have about 36 of them <laughs> ready to go for all the rooms. Uh, so that was one thing. Um, and then the other thing is uh, I've been trying to figure out how to just keep stuff as contactless as possible. Uh, and so I have this little project with Uh, a metro with the airlift on it with Adafruit IO. And uh, I was kind of thinking like, how could um, my team and like help faculty like wirelessly um, put stuff in onto the computers. I don't know if this will really work or be really get by our IT team either. Uh, But uh, basically uh, I'll go into my phone and what's happening is with Adafruit IO, I'm sending um, a message to this feed and then it will print words or different um, key, uh, inputs. Uh, so I'm going to put in a value, and so I enter in the value 2, I just typed into a notepad here, um, and then after it's done it sends a zero to it off. I'm kind of using zero and the different values to almost kind of act like a button debounce. Um, so that's something I was playing around with. Yeah. Uh, so that's things I've been working Interesting. On. <laughs> Very
2: <laughs> cool. This necessity is the mother of invention, it's so like here's what you need for these Classic.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, first up, Liz, thanks for all the smarts and work that you're going to do to keep everyone safe. Um, please keep telling the story because, you know, history is happening real time right now. Yes. There's a lot of smart people that want to help kids. They want to help parents. They want to help teachers. And a lot of the things that are going to happen are going to be the things that we have to make ourselves. There is no giant plan. There is no playbook. <laughs> We're all kind of on our own which on one hand uh, is terrible and scary. On the other hand, we've been training for this for the last decade. We're makers, yay. Like, you know, yeah. we can kind of make anything work. So um, let me keep coming back. If you, uh, you know, email me and uh, Lamar, um, if there's things that you think are helpful to get out to uh, other educators, because we're all gonna have to figure this out. There's gonna be no instructions that, you know, drop down from the sky. Um, no,
12: yeah.
1: <laughs> we're, we're, this is it. This is what it it looks is,
12: like. Yeah, and uh, I wasn't even sure if my right. manager would go for a 3D printed thing, and they did, so if you're in a position like me where you're trying to figure stuff out, but you aren't sure if stuff will go okay, like don't be afraid to, to bring it up and suggest it.
1: So. Yeah. Everyone's looking for ideas, everyone's looking for someone to make a decision. Um, someone had told me the analogy, they said it's basically Godzilla time. Because after yeah. Godzilla shows up, it's like, you know what? It's Godzilla time. It's like, like what
2: are you doing? It's just
1: like, it's got yeah. Godzilla's here. Ask so, the fairies for help. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? I'm just, like, just I'm like, doing like, it Like, make it work. Do the best you can. Yeah. I'm sending text
12: yeah. over Wi Fi. I'm locking stuff down with plastic, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Yeah. All you schools out there that got a 3D printer and just printed out the 3D printed Yoda head, now here's your chance. Now you can do something with it. Yes, All definitely. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Liz. I'm looking forward to. Um, Whatever stuff uh, you work on, maybe you work on a vaccine or something while you're at it. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Next up, let's go to Orlando, and then we're going to go to Mark. Orlando, how's it going?
6: Good. How about you guys? Hey, hey. All right, we're hanging in there. Perfect. All right. So this week, I so I've been so I've been talking about a watch the last couple of weeks ago, measuring heart rate and respiration, something I do for my PhD. Uh, so what I've sort of developed, I've done a lot of code libraries for it for any for various a number of things. So I actually started putting some of them on GitHub. So I just sort of wanted to give folks a preview um, of what those look like and what they do. Uh, So uh, the main ones are basically um, libraries for filtering, doing a filter in real time. Yeah. uh, Filter in real time. Uh, FFT, uh, so fast forward transform. it's actually a DFT, but I still use the FFT name, I guess, uh, as well as like just some general math things. And there are various different implementations I've noticed on, on, the, very, on the interweb. Um, when I originally made these, I made these specifically so that they will use integers as opposed to floats. Uh, most of the different implementations on the web, I've noticed that use floats, but uh, floats obviously take a lot of computational power. And so like I'm running these um, operations, basically, you know, hundreds of thousands of times every second. <laughs> so, you know, I have to sort of use integers to speed things up. Originally, when I actually, like, run the did the FFT uh, using sine and cosine, it would actually take, like, I think, 80 seconds to run uh, one FFT across 128 samples, which is just completely unrealistic. And by switching the integers, I actually brought that down to, I think, 50 milliseconds, and now it's, like, 10
2: That's milliseconds.
6: too bad, yeah. So, anyway, so a lot of implementations used... In it uh, floats instead of integers, which is why I had to change it. Um, so currently now I think they're all implemented mostly with uh, uh, signed 16 bit integers. I actually want to change it so that they're all templated classes uh, because I found myself having to use 16 bits or 32 bits. And it's really hard just to like change the entire structure of the code, obviously. Uh, so if I switch to a templated class, that would make things a whole lot easier. So like for the, the RT in this filters libraries basically means real time. This one's actually the only one that's currently a templated class already. And so real-time basically meaning, um, I don't know how to say it, but you know, it's updating the filter on, mm. on the sample. Uh, this is a pretty simple set of uh, code that I got from Wikipedia. So, so no, like, you know, super fancy things here. I just sort of found a script and it's also linked to here. I found a script, pseudo pseudocode on Wikipedia and then sort of just wrote it up in, in C to get it working. And no, for this no. one in particular, this one's a high pass filter. I'll oh, go ahead, are you about to say something?
2: No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
6: Cool, so this one is a basic high pass filter. You set the cutoff frequency, uh, that type of stuff. Maybe I should also have some comment that links to uh, the basics of what filters are in, p- in case people just aren't super familiar with them. I know for particularly with digital filters, I, I think of filters in terms of just like cutoff frequency. I know with digital filters, you know, people often think in terms of like coefficients and all that kind of stuff. And I don't really quite understand that. I, mm-hmm. I learned analog before I learned the digital, so it's just easier for me to think of cutoff frequency and sampling rate, and that gives you your answer. So this is how this one is written. And this is a high-pass filter, there's a low-pass filter, there's a moving average filter, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And here's just an example of that one at work. Uh, so basically, I was measuring an ECG. I had a little custom ECG uh, thing that I built up. And you can see that the first one here is the unfiltered in blue. It's fairly noisy. And that is put it through a simple uh, low-pass filter. You can see it cleans it up fairly nicely already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you obviously can do a lot more with it, but it was just, uh, just me testing out just to make sure they uh, the filter just made it work on a basic level so you know that, that's kind of showing it working i did i didn't have a cool example of the fft because sometimes that can be a little harder to look at if you don't really know what exactly are you supposed to be paying attention to uh, but in the fft library there's just a general ff again it's, it's really more of a, a, a dft a discrete i forget what the d stands for now Think about it I, I just yeah it's
0: I,
2: discrete.
6: is it discrete
2: yeah
6: okay okay cool we'll go with that uh so but I still use the FFT name as opposed to B, as opposed to DFT. Uh, so you basically give it the samples, again, in signed uh, 16-bit integers. But I want to change that so it's a templated class. And then it spits out the magnitudes at each frequencies. You can also limit the frequencies that you run it across. So you don't have to run it across the entire, uh, you know, from zero to half the sampling rate. Uh, then if you're only interested in the subset of frequencies, that might make your thing run a lot faster as well. And there's also like a power spectral density as well uh, to get you that information if you're interested. Uh, so yeah, so all this is on GitHub for people to just take advantage of. Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to share that. I'll change them to a templated class and I'll get them submitted to the Arduino Library Manager over the next couple of weeks. But I just sort of wanted to share that uh, just for right now.
1: All right. Sweet. Thank you so that's much, great. Orlando. Thank you. And keep coming back. Okay. Next up, we're
13: going to wrap up
1: with Mark. Mark. How's it going, Mark?
9: Hi, Hi Mark. it's good. How are you guys?
13: Good to see you. So I brought back my weather uh, monitor that's doing the station, I've now got a case for it, updated the insides. Um, I'm going to, and this is the first time I've attempted this. Uh, okay. There
2: we go. There go. Live demo. Yay, yeah. temperature.
1: This is a good time to make a weather thing because the weather is really inter- interesting. And hot. Right now, everywhere.
13: So following all the videos that you guys have, I actually was able to make a snap fit case.
1: Oh, that look, at oh, look at that, look at that.
13: And mounted all the parts. That's um, great. It's actually updating right now uh cuz I just saw the power turn on. I've since added a TPL 5111 timer so it only turns on every 5 minutes to do an update to the E-ink display um saving a lot of battery power or will once I actually remember to put the enable pin on uh the E-ink display which I forgot uh but yeah now it's just something i can leave on my desk uh this case works amazing everything following the demos snap fits in so tight cool and uh yeah now to uh pair up with my weather station which i have finally finished the guide on and i put it on Hackster.io. and just before this i found out that it actually got featured on the front page cool oh, right on um, congratulations so- Thanks.
1: If you remember, um, email me, pt datafruit.com, and we'll post up the guide on our blog um, so folks can take a look at it. The other thing I was thinking about is um, this reminds me of, like, a physical widget that, you know, you, you use on a phone where you just want to see the weather um, because it's always a drag to look on a computer because then there's always ads or you're distracted or, like, something. So this is, like, I, I think it was when the iPhone first came out, Um I was able to like really yeah. enjoy weather for a brief period of time. Yeah,
13: <laughs> yeah as somebody who's uh, pretty pale and fair skinned, knowing uh, what the weather is and whether I'm gonna burn up is important to me. Yeah. And somebody that just, again, as soon as I got my Apple watch, I just started checking the weather all the time on it. So- yeah,
1: that's what I mean. It's like, like the devices at first were like, oh, this is really handy. And then eventually it just turned into a full-time job. Um, yeah, looking at this thing. So like this glanceable ambient device. Like a, there was a company called Ambient Devices. I don't know if they're still around, but you would glance over at yeah. an orb, yeah, and if yeah. the orb was, you could set it up. If the orb was red, it's because it's I know that that means like it's it's hot out. If it was yellow, it was kind of okay. Green, it was like kind of perfect temperature. And you could just glance across the room. There was no there
2: was one color. There
1: was no anything. So I feel like um, with the technology we have now, um, you know, Jepler's project today with this this knob was another example. It's like it's it's very subtle, but it's very powerful mm-hmm. and it's very ambient in what it does. This yeah. is like another neat example because it gives you all the information without like no computer and phone. I don't want to look at you right now. I just don't know the weather. Just
2: straight to the point. You yeah. showed me that Kickstarter. They didn't make it, but they also had the lead.
1: There was a really neat Kickstarter where it was all beautiful renderings of pretty much what you made. But you actually made it, so yeah, congratulations! It. Congratulations, interesting sort of shipping one customer, you.
13: <laughs> yeah, well, and sitting at my desk at home now all the time, it's nice to just have something sitting there instead of loading up the weather page all the time. I can just glance over and yeah, find out if it's worth opening the windows.
1: Yeah, because once you open up a computer browser, then you're like, well, let me just check the other the news real quick, Facebook. and then it's like, no, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh no! There, there's seeds being sent to every state. Don't plant them. That was the news. I just posted it out on our blog. Someone's sending seeds to everyone in the U.S., and they're like, the Department of Agriculture is like, don't plant them. This is like, right? I don't know what what portion of the science fiction movie it is, but this is usually it's like, and then they planted all the seeds. Yeah. So, anyways,
13: all
2: right. Well, thank the you. The seeds for are that.
13: coming to Canada too. So,
1: really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of feel left out. I feel like I would like to get, you know, to see what it is, put it in a, in a little pot or something, and then like, you know, anyways. All right.
2: All right. Thank you, Mark. thank you so okay, much. Mark.
13: Thanks a lot.
1: That's our show for tonight. Okay, cool. All right. Thank you, everybody. We're do you here. Want Colin to play us out. Oh, Colin, do you wanna yeah, that's a good idea. Colin, do you want to play us out with the vote song? We'll see what today. I can
0: do here. We'll see everybody. I
1: can have a TV, we'll see everybody next week. Don't forget tonight, 8 p.m. Adabox unboxing. If you didn't get an <clears throat> box, go to adabox.com and sign up. And uh we'll see everybody next week. Ninety eight days to vote. This keyboard you can make.
0: You can type no,
2: you'll tell you all about it. <laughs>
1: Take it away, magic keyboard.
0: Yeah.
2: Nice
1: for Colin. All right, the musical, musical styling
0: is Colin. All right, thank you, everybody. See you next week. Big Colin.